When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, it is time to get them up, get them going, and get the uh, buck-offs and buck-ons delivered on a Thursday. Four hours of stimulating sports conversation begins right now here on B&E Show of the People on a Thursday, and a lot to do. Great news for the Texas basketball program coming down last night, probably surprising news for a lot of people. Rodney Terry continued to add to his arsenal for 2023 and 24. Also, three Texas home games now have times and TV networks. The uh, football season, 92 days away, started to come into a clearer and clearer perspective. We'll talk Texas football, of course. SEC meetings continuing over in Destin, Florida. We'll dive into the news made there. Also, the NBA Finals Game 1 is tonight. Uh, We will certainly preview Denver and Miami. Big win for Austin FC out of Q2 Stadium last night. An electric crowd and an electric win. Their best player returned and scored the game-winning goal. We will get you details. Baseball, of course. Longhorns headed to Coral Gables, Florida. Actually, Traveled to Coral Gables yesterday. They'll start playing the NCAA baseball tournament tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon. Uh, so we'll preview that as well on what's going to be a very busy Thursday, the first day of June 20 and 23. And we're glad you're with us. However, you find us, maybe on 1049 FM, could be 1019 on the FM dial, AM 1260. And we always stream it for you digitally. Take us wherever you go this uh, summer, on your vacations, wherever you're traveling to. Put us on your phone there on your Horn app and take us. Wherever you are, you can hear the horn, of course, on our uh, your smart speaker at home and work, and always, Mr. Godbolt, streaming digitally at our website, on our Twitch channel at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated, and we do appreciate it each and every day, and please be careful out there. Be careful. June 1, 2023, a lot to do. Already a buck, in, buck on on the uh, Specs text line, buck on to the Taylor Ducks. That's right, high school baseball. They're in the 4A regional final uh, series Congrats. beginning tonight. Also, Westlake in the 6A. Yes, sir. Rouse Raiders in the 5A ranks playing games and begin uh, best of three series today, tonight. So we will preview those coming up in our flex segment. But absolutely, that's how we do buck-ons and buck-offs. Who has earned a pat on the back? Who has earned a kick in the rear? And all summer long now, the uh, buck-off Thursday, the tradition unlike any other here on the show of the people, will be brought to you by and powered by 
The Austin Gamblers, that is right, Austin Gamblers, the uh, uh, Austin's professional bull riding team. And what better with a buck off than bull riders? And hopefully you've uh, started, you know, May 1st or March 31st, two days ago. That's a great new eight-part series, The Ride, uh, behind the scenes of the PBR series, debuted on Prime Video. Uh, it's an eight-part series. I got to see a sneak preview a couple weeks ago of uh, one of the episodes. It is tremendous. Uh, I, I have not watched... The beginning, trying to wrap up Ted Lasso and some other television right now. But, uh, boy, it's uh, pretty amazing to chronicle the bull riding, but uh, the courage and the grit of these guys behind the scenes, their family life. But, uh, you know, every time they put their hand into that bull rope buck, it is you know, something really, really bad could happen. It's their, Absolutely. It's their passion, yeah. but at the same time, it is a high-octane, high-energy uh, show, and uh, certainly the Austin Gamblers and the best bull riders in the world. So check that out on Prime Video. They will, pro- they will power our buck off Thursdays each and every Thursday here through the summertime. Man versus beast. Man versus beast. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Doing it was a beautiful day yesterday. Nice and hot. Nice and hot. Yeah, man. We are having some meetings yesterday trying to plan our trip to the Big Twelve football media days in a month or so. A little a little more than a month now, month and a half. Uh, so we will certainly get you details on that. You know, the countdown to football season begins, ninety two days. But yeah, uh, that July event in Arlington, always a big uh you know, signposts that we're climbing towards the football season. So we're getting some plans put together for that coverage. And, of course, SEC Media Day is going on right now over there. And actually see meetings on Media Days in Destin, Florida. You ever been to Destin? I have. Good spot. Several occasions. It's a yeah, beautiful, back in 20, beautiful area. Yeah, back in 2020, we did a huge Hogan family trip to the Destin, Florida. It's right during COVID. We still made it. And that's one of those destination yeah. trips, actually. You go to Galveston and... Hang out there, but then if you want to go to the About twelve hours on a vacation, it is a real vacation spot. Well, you get the white sandy beaches. Oh yeah, on the Gulf Coast there of Florida. It's I'm beautiful. wondering what it looks like after these hurricanes have hit. I'm pretty sure they're they're still trying to recover from what happened last year there. I think that was a little further south on the uh, on the on the, the the you know on the down further downside of Florida. But uh, either way, a beautiful spot. That's where the SEC meetings are. Ty, Ty Henderson is here as well. We'll get some thoughts from him coming up. Let's start with the headlines, though, because if you haven't heard, there's some breaking news for Texas basketball that dropped last night. Let's get to the news. UBO Business Services, yeah, start with college hoops and a huge piece of news dropped late yesterday for Texas. Official word that freshman forward Dylan Mitchell is returning for his sophomore season with the Longhorns. Uh, the 6'8 forward entered the 2023 NBA draft on an April the 12th, but left his eligibility open, went through the process, worked out for a number of teams, took part in the NBA draft combine, and now Mitchell and his family have made the decision that his second year Playing for Rodney Terry in Texas would be beneficial for his future. The former five-star prospect from Tampa started all 38 games for the Horns last season, led the team in field goal percentage, was the third leading rebounder. Mitchell, along with fellow returning big man Dylan DeSue, transfers Caden Shedrick from Virginia. Zarek Onyema from UTEP should provide Rodney Terry and the Horns with a versatile and formidable front line this season. Also yesterday, the former Texas signee and Duncanville High star Ron Holland officially announced that he is skipping college basketball entirely. He is signed to play professionally with the G League's Ignite program. Texas football kickoff times and network selections for three Longhorn home games announced uh, for the upcoming season yesterday, including that season opener with the Rice Owls in 92 days. That's going to be a 2.30 kick. Should be a scorcher on September the 2nd. It will air on Fox TV middle of the afternoon. Texas then travels to Tuscaloosa, play Alabama on Saturday Uh, That following Saturday, 6 o'clock kick there. That's already been announced. Then the Longhorns return home the following Saturday, the 16th, hosting Wyoming. That will be a 7 o'clock kick. Uh, We now know that will be on the Longhorn Network and, of course, right here on the Horn. Horns will conclude their regular season, final game of the regular year against Texas Tech on Black Friday, November 24th. That was announced 
to be a 6.30 kick on ABC television. In soccer, huge midweek win for Austin FC last night at Q2 Stadium. They held on for a 2-1 win over Minnesota United in front of another sellout crowd. Sebastian Driussi returned from his injury and uh, been out for about a month with that groin. He scored the game-winning goal in the 82nd minute. Goaltender Brad Stuver made big-time saves all night, including three huge denials in stoppage time to secure the full three points. Verde improved to 5-6-4 and four on the year. They're in a three-way tie for sixth place in the Western Conference. Right back at it and then right back on the pitch this Saturday night at Q2. They will host Real Salt Lake. Major League Baseball 0 for 2 day and night for the Texas teams. Rangers fell to Detroit yesterday afternoon 3 to 2. Houston dropped the rubber game of their series with the Twins at Minute Maid Park last night 8 to 2. And Adele Diamond Round Rock split a doubleheader with Sugarland. Won the first one in a walk-off 7 to 6. Space Cowboys took the nightcap 6-4. NBA Game 1 of the Finals. Chips tonight in Denver. Nuggets hosting the Miami Heat. First time the Nuggets have ever been in the NBA Finals. Miami making their 7th trip since 2006. That game is set for a 7.30 start. Meanwhile, in Detroit, Pistons have hired former Phoenix head coach Monty Williams and given him a new six-year deal. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. This guy says, uh, I love me some Redneck Riviera. Good times in Destin. Is that still the Redneck Riviera? I think it, yeah. yes, it does. It extend down there, Pensacola down to oh, yeah. Destin. Really, it's the uh, Alabama coast, Mississippi coast, uh, you know, the, along the Gulf there. Uh, the Redneck Riviera. I like that. That's good. A lot of rednecks. And by that. the way, that Alabama coastline is pretty nice, too. It is. The beaches of Alabama are really pretty. Very pretty, yeah. Uh, a little uh, under underappreciated. Yes. The Alabama coast. Agreed. Agreed. My daughter goes there. I mean, she's from you know from Jacksonville, but she likes the beaches of Alabama. Oh, they're gorgeous. The white sand. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, if you're going on the Texas Gulf Coast, mostly you're getting the uh, dirty, oily sand, whatever that is. Um, but man, it's a it's a pretty spot and a good good. Uh, and because you can get to Alabama's coast in you know, 10, oh, yeah. ten hours or so driving. I think the uh, trip we made to Destin was about twelve or thirteen driving hours to get all the way down. Uh, to Destin and out to the island there. But, yeah, where are you headed on your summer vacation is now in the mix because uh, it is summertime, June the 1st, and some big news uh, dropping here. Buck on to Rodney Terry and the Longhorns. Uh, we talked about, man, what's the, the the missing piece to what's going on this offseason with all the you know turnover on the roster um, you know, after the run to the Elite Eight. And we talked about Dylan Mitchell. Uh, there were times where I was hearing that it was going to look good, but then Dylan went to the Combine and played really well. Uh, performed at a high level, uh, showed some great offensive game and uh, flashed uh, that six eight athleticism that made him a five-star prospect out of Florida. And, uh, man, it looked like and founded like he was going to test the waters, but uh, maybe didn't get the guarantee that he was hoping for uh, or whatever the conversations were with he and his family. And yesterday said, you know what, I'm going to come back and start uh, on the front line of Texas, play small forward and maybe be uh, one of the one of the fixture players on this team and develop in a big way in his sophomore year. Big piece of news for Rodney Absolutely, Terry. and especially if he moves on to be a sophomore. And, and what helps him is, you know, you know you know what you promised your mama, you know, keep on getting that schooling, keep keep on going. Might as well do that while you're here. Yeah, I do think had he been, you know, promised or at least uh, told by a team that we plan to draft you in the second round, because that happens quite a bit with kids who have an opportunity to come out or go back, uh, where a team in that second round picks 40 to you know, fifty or so, we'll say, "Hey, uh, Dylan, we would love your game. We're gonna, we're gonna get you." And um, you go into the draft knowing that you're gonna likely have a spot, right? Or somebody's just dead up honest with him and said, "You need another year." Sure, uh, but if you don't, wherever it is, well, and if you don't get that assurance or at least that that feeling that you're gonna get picked, and you go through the fir- the two round draft and you don't get picked, well, now you now you you've you've given up your eligibility to go back to school, 
and you don't have a spot. You're going to have to go somewhere as a free agent and join the G League and those type of things. Right. If you get drafted, you're on a team, and, and they then have your rights, and you can sign a contract and uh, start your game professionally. Without that draft pick, you, you're kind of in limbo. And uh, so Dylan Mitchell making the decision. But, man, it really caps off what's been a, a whirlwind offseason for Rodney Terry. But I think in uh, as you pull back big picture, a pretty, pretty formidable basketball team for Texas. So. Right now there are nine guys. You know, the, the front line would include Brock Cunningham, the the super-duper senior, as we call him, the super-duper senior Brock Cunningham out of Westlake. But the main names, Dylan DeSue as a super-senior, Dylan Mitchell, uh, Caden Shedrick is, you know, one of the two really big transfer portal pickups for Rodney Terry. Caden is a 6'11 senior from Virginia who should anchor the defense, you know, play a, a good brand of, uh, you know, post on the front line there, but also uh, chose Texas so he could develop his offensive game further than he was at Virginia with Tony Bennett. So he'll come in. So that's your pretty much your starting front line. Caden Shedrick, Dylan DeSue, and Dylan Mitchell. You know, you go 6'11", 6'9", 6'8". And, man, think about Dylan, Dylan DeSue Buck picking up where he left off at the end of last season, kind of carried Texas into the round to the Elite Eight round, but then had that foot injury that kept him out of that game with Miami. But he's back. Dylan Mitchell is back as a sophomore. Caden Shedrick is a senior. The top uh, reserve coming off the bench, Zarek Onyema, a 6'8 senior from UTEP, who Rodney Terry originally recruited to the minors, played a lot of college basketball. He kind of reminds uh, you, well, if you watch his film, Buck, he reminds you of a, of a Christian Bishop kind of player. Just does a lot of grunt work, going to rebound, uh, be a body, big body on the front line. Absolutely. And an experienced player, played three seasons with the minors. So he joins that. So you got a five man rotation on the front line. And then in the backcourt, we know Tyrese Hunter is returning with the uh, along with the. Uh, the, the, the big-time pickup through the portal, Max Acemas from uh, Oral Roberts, 20 points a game, you know, two times the conference player of the year in that conference he was playing in. Uh, K- uh, Kendall, Kendall Weaver has also transferred in from UT Arlington. Alex Anamekwe uh, is a holdover from the previous uh, year's roster, the uh, 6'5 sophomore at shooting forward. So that's nine guys. You can see, I think you could probably expect Texas to add one more, uh, probably a guard for more depth at that position. Uh, because right now you're just looking at really the three backcourt guys and Hunter, A. Smith, and yeah, Weaver. Yeah, you need one more guard now. One more guard would give you a 10-person, 10 10-player 10 rotation, and they'll have some some you know, back-end-of-the-bench guys, walk-ons, program type of guys uh, that will you know fill out the roster. But that's the core of the team. I think you're strong in the backcourt with Tyrese Hunter and Max A. Smith. I mean, those are two dynamic players in, the, in your backcourt. Getting Dylan Mitchell back to go with DeSue and, uh, and Shedrick gives you a really formidable front line, a versatile front line, and, boy, if Dylan Mitchell Buck takes that athleticism, because remember last year with all the scoring options, you know, Marcus Carr and um, Sir Jabari Rice and uh, you know, all the guys that were taking Tyrese Hunter, those were your primary scores. That's your Timmy Allen. Uh, Dylan Mitchell was mostly you know, do, do the work, right, get on the glass, block shots, you know, get out on fast breaks. They didn't run a lot of yeah, offensive he'll, he'll sets be, for him. Yeah, he'll be asked to get his offensive game together a little bit. Yeah. He understands from what he's just gone through about what he needs to do to continue on past here even. Well, the exciting part is just how well he performed. I mean, when you you would you would read about the coverage of the NFL NBA Combine in Vegas and his name would always pop up as someone who was really, you know, having a, a good run and showcasing. Through the athleticism alone, you you can't mistake what he's got. He's got the uncoachables. He's got yeah. the, the length at 6'8", but he's got the long wingspan to go with it. Jump out of the gym, the highlight dunks that we know we already saw him I mean, this is a guy who started 38 games, played about you know 20 minutes a basketball game for Texas. If you increase that to 25, 26 sure. minutes and become more of a an offensive piece, um, you know, I mean, you look at it, and you know, Max Aismas is probably going to be your your projected leading scorer with Tyrese Hunter in the backcourt, but Dylan DeSue and Dylan Mitchell 
up front uh, should give you scoring punch. And then if Caden Shedrick, the Virginia transfer, can can do the same, uh, this can be a, a dynamic Texas basketball team that's even taller and even more athletic than last year's team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, especially on that front. That Caden Shedrick, 6'11", senior, who averaged two blocks a game at Virginia last year. That's something Texas didn't have much of last year as far as rim protection. He and Dylan Mitchell can be guys that uh, you know protect the glass, block shots, rebound, and get you out in transition. So Longhorns, big piece of news. I think that one, I think most people have kind of made it a foregone conclusion that Dylan was going to be gone and part well, of the draft I, process. I think you, you, you know, as you wait around in college basketball now, this is kind of the way a lot of things are happening now. They'll happen late. Yeah. You've got to let things kind of develop. But, I mean, because you're not going to be looking to high school players to come in and do the things that they used to do. It's going to be the portal. It's going to be, you know. Completely different. Seniors, people are going to go off and try their hand at the NBA and see what else is out there to be offered to them or other schools. It's just going to be a late process. Yeah, without a doubt, your your roster is, is fluid. Remember last year, it was all it was past now when Jabari Rice uh, declared. Yeah, and that's what your, your team was made up of last year. Oh, right. for sure. Well, I mean, you know, when Chris Beard took the job two years ago, you had two guys. Right. And so you had to build the entire roster, and Rodney Terry was an integral part of that, recruiting uh, the, the likes of Marcus Carr and uh, Jabari Rice and – uh, who came in last year, but when you first got here, uh, Tyrese Hunter uh, out of Iowa State, who will now play a second season at Texas after one year with the uh, Cyclones. So there's your roster starting to form. You kind of know what your your core is going to be in your backcourt and frontcourt. We'll take your thoughts on it. I think it's a huge buck on for Rodney Terry and his staff uh, to, to to keep these pieces. You lost Ron Holland, the Duncanville kid, but I do think that blow is softened quite a bit by Dylan Mitchell's return because they were going to play essentially the same position, both 6'8", both probably t- projected small forwards uh, for the Longhorns. So Dylan Mitchell back. Ron Holland is going to go play in the G League. Which, and, which, uh, which softens the blow a little bit that he's not going off to another college. Yes, uh, and transferring. Arkansas was Won't the name here, but it just it doesn't hurt as bad. Yeah, and you wish the best for him. Absolutely. Um, you know, he had been committed to Texas. But, yes, now the Longhorns, we know, don't have a high school player in their recruiting class. Uh, once again, that's where it's going to be. That's 2023 NBA college basketball in, in competition with uh, professional teams for sure. Yep. And the portal. So Rodney Terry, I think, has put together a pretty good, pretty good roster. Looking forward to seeing them hit the floor coming up in uh, October and uh, into the foot, the basketball season. Football season, we now know the uh, kick times we mentioned, Buck. How about 2.30? Woo, 2.30. Mm-hmm. The, the Alabama game, the first, uh, second game of the year last year was 11. And that was plenty warm. This one will kick at 2.30 in the heat of the summer, September 2. Uh, I think that's Labor Day weekend, if my calendar is correct. Uh, the Saturday of Labor Day weekend, that'll be a warm one. So start your hydration now. Three no, three months away, <laughs> start hydrating if you're a season ticket holder and going to be there to see the Rice Owls. That's for, that's for, you know, Texas didn't control that. That was a Fox game. Fox picks it up because we talked about Rice being a team that they'll probably be the best team Rice has had under Mike Bloomgren, their head coach. JT Daniels will be their quarterback. They think their offense could be pretty darn good at Rice this year as far as you know, the Conference USA level. But uh, Texas will be, I think they've already been established as a four or five touchdown favorite in that game. But that will be a Fox TV game. We can tell you that our pregame coverage here on the Horn will begin at 1030 in the morning from Bevo Boulevard. 230 kick. Early. Well, better than 11. I think oh, better than 11. better than 11. And so far, all the games that have been announced as a kick time are either after, late middle afternoon or evening. Which we don't we haven't had an eleven o'clock kick time set yet. I'm sure there'll be one. I, I'm assuming the Oklahoma game 
uh, with Fair Park in Dallas, October seventh. Chad talking yesterday about please, can you make the Oklahoma game two thirty? And I'm thinking, no, that hasn't happened in quite a long time. That's probably not going to be. I don't think that's it a will. highlight game at eleven a.m. Well, remember, if it gets to two thirty, that puts it in a window that it shares the the country with four other games or three right. other games, right? It's one of the four two thirty kicks, and they do the regional cast. That's but, a but game. That's a Fox big game at eleven a.m. Yeah, I think it's ABC this year, is it not? Okay, either one. Yes, it, you know that. That's their big game. You know, I think it's ABC, but either network wants that to be eleven o'clock sure. standalone. Go across the country because it's Texas and Oklahoma, and year year by year, it's one of the higher rated games of the season. Uh, Ch- Chad and others can wish for it, but I assume that's no. going to be. Now there were times when both programs were scu- scuffling, even when you first got to Texas, when you and John Makovic and the staff got to the Longhorns, and Oklahoma was in the middle of the Gary Gibbs, Howard Schnellenberger, John Blake, John run, Blake time, yeah, uh, where both teams were drifting and programs were drifting. That it did drop to a two thirty game a couple sure. of times. But you know, ever since Bob Stoops and Mac Brown rolled into Texas and Oklahoma, it has been back at eleven o'clock pretty much every 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 year. And I would expect that this year with Oklahoma's second year with Brett Venables, Texas with the expectations of Steve Sarkeesian uh, in year three. Oh, that's a prime game for them. Absolutely, absolutely. So we now know uh, those games and that Texas Tech game, Black Friday, November twenty fourth. If you're a Texas fan, kind of like the Baylor game last year. Is that is that game to punch a ticket to the uh, Big Twelve championship game? Uh, that should be the goal, right? The all gas, no excuses season for the Longhorns. You know, Texas Tech has a uh, there's a lot of confidence in Joey McGuire. They've got a veteran team, very experienced team with a 23 year old quarterback in Tyler Shuck. Uh, they they lost Tyree Wilson, their best defensive player, top ten draft pick to the Vegas Raiders, but they re- returned pretty much the rest of that defense. Yep. Uh, so a lot of experience on the defensive side for Tim DeRuiter in Texas Tech. And, of course, the offense uh, should be cranked up. And Joey McGuire has breathed a lot of confidence into that program. They're hoping that game means something for them, too, at the end of the regular season coming to Austin. Uh, because, you know, Buck, everything rolls was, through Lowe's. Yeah, it shouldn't, it's rolling through Austin this year. Sorry, Joey. All right, so that's your your top stories. We'll get into that Austin FC big win last night. Sebastian Driussi came back, didn't start the game. Uh, they didn't think he could go the full 90 because of his growing injury, so he came in in the 62nd minute. And looked good. Looked good, yeah. Getting made the kick the game winner, um, which he does. They felt like they, he had about 30 minutes in him, Josh Wolf said. So they didn't start him. They waited until the second half to get Driussi in the game, and it uh, paid a big dividend. And Brad, Brad Stuver was, was the man of the match last night. He was awesome. Uh, stopping just shot after shot, especially three big ones in the uh, the all important uh, extra time. Three stops in about a felt like about a six minute span uh, that were all big time that preserved the three points for Austin FC. So we'll talk some soccer. We've got baseball. By the way, I was looking for the Longhorns headed to Coral Gables, Buck. Weather is not promising. The weather is not promising oh. down in South Florida. We'll get you details on that. You could be dealing with some weather issues this weekend for Texas and for Miami. Uh, Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns and the University of Maine, the Black Bears. Uh, but uh, weather may not be a – what do you see? What do you say? Weather's a friend or a foe? Friend or foe. Depends on how you treat her. I'll get you the the forecast on that. Ty Henderson, how are you, my friend? Our producer through the glass. You have any uh, – there wasn't much to gamble on last night, was there? Baseball. Baseball. Always something, man. Yeah. Oh, didn't you give us that million to one that Detroit was going to lose? No, no. Uh, the A's. No, the A's. The A's lost last night. They did. They Three did to two. It was close to again, though. Yeah, the, the A's are fighting. The fighting Oakland Athletics. And I, uh, the fighters. And I started the um, the Natalia. 
series Ooh, on ID Network. Yeah, I did too. I, 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 you finished it last night. I finished it, but I didn't quite finish to the end. I know the the parents were. I started the first episode and fell asleep. Did you? So that's oh. gonna be that's gonna be all. Good the luck. List that's today. gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to deal with Our, that uh, crazy mom and that dad who's just as. Emotional. He's crazy. I, I I think this whole deal has truly made him a crazy person. He's a very eccentric, eccentric very emo- over the top emotional. I mean, just what um, Ty? What is the name of the show? Um, we, know, we know the little the little person's the name case is Natalia. Of Natalia, the Grace. curious case, the curious of, case? of Natalia Grace. Grace. Yeah. Okay, we've talked about and that. I, so it's on, on to you guys. If you have live Hulu, if you have live Hulu TV, you can watch it, or you can watch it on Max, which. Formerly was HBO. Max. Why would they change? That's a buck off. Why would HBO change the name? Because they, they added like, all those. No, they added like the ID know, and the History Channel and all that jazz. I get it, but the HBO's the name. I mean, for forty years, HBO. You branded that. It's been like five different things in the past three years. But you just go with HBO. HBO streaming, whatever. You branded HBO. I think that's going to be a bad marketing move for them, especially get to call it Max, which was going to remind people of Cinemax. Well, new. C- New CEO has to make their mark somewhere. So don't change that, the that's brand. Going down. Don't change the brand. The Sopranos, Succession, great shows. You you branded yourself with quality programming for years and years and years and years. Don't change the name. Yeah, making augment that move. the name. Uh, I'm a buck. I'm it's a big buck off for me from the marketing side. But either way, uh, Max is where you're going to find that because I think immediately of Cinemax. I don't think of HBO. I think Cinemax is on there though. Is it? Part that, of that's umbrella. the thing is like when you open it up, it has still has like HBO originals, but it has it gives you the option to search streaming the like all those different. I think it's like History Channel, ID Network, Cooking, Food Channel, all that kind of stuff is on. That's the Food Channel, yes. Well, I was watching, uh, trying to catch up on my Ted Lasso last night because I know the final episode dropped. No spoilers there, but uh, trying to get through that and finish uh, the final season of Ted Lasso with uh, Jason Sudeikis, and what a great show that is. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into the curious case of yeah, Natalia Grace. I ended up not feeling – I felt bad for everybody involved. By the time that thing was over last night, I was like, I'm, I'm sad for everybody. The son, the, mo- the mom is out of her mind. I didn't realize the son had autism, too, and it was like – he, yeah, there, there was a lot. There's a lot, lot that I was on. I was filled in on in just like a short. <laughs> By the way, of time I don't even know time. how they survived that many years with this whole thing. I, I, I still have a lot to learn. Oh my I'm goodness! Ex- I'm excited to update the people. Hopefully, probably by Monday next week. Well, I'm Good glad stuff. you guys are doing that because uh, you never, you didn't fulfill your mission of the. Uh, what was the show you were supposed to be watching? Milf Manor. Yeah, I can Milf Manor. Maybe I can. And I haven't done my deal on the WNBA either. So <laughs> Look, we need to we need that update. We'll be back. Just getting warmed up here on a buck off Thursday. Uh, deliver them. Specs text line 512-337-3776. Who deserves a pat on the back this Thursday, June first? Who deserves a kick in the rear? It's brought to you by the Austin Gamblers, Austin's bull riding professional bull riding squad. Austin Gamblers bringing you buck off Thursday on B and E. It's Bucky and Aaron. Thursday on the horn, buck-ons and buck-offs. Here's a good one. It says, buck-on to my son John, left for his first Army duty station this morning. Hawaii, of all places. Proud dad. Buck-on, absolutely. John, good job. Thank you uh, for your service and enlisting. Also, uh, here, here's our destined conversation. 30A Rosemary Beach is the best in the Redneck Riviera. I like that a lot. I'm a fan of Rosemary Beach. Rosemary. Have you been there? Been there. Santa Rosa, Destin, Seaside, all those all those beaches. 
Nice. Like Miami Beach? Have not been to Miami. Really? Yeah, I have not. That's probably like the one part of Florida I haven't made it to. You've been to Fort Lauderdale Beach then? No. Haven't been, so that Miami, Fort Lauderdale, I'm West a, Palm area? No, I've been to, I have family in Tampa. I, I've been to Orlando. I've been to the whole Panhandle, all those beaches. Never never to Miami, though. Miami's pretty crowded. Fort Lauderdale at certain times is crowded, but West Palm Beach is, it's kind of ritzy there. Well, you know I like that. I know you do. That That's that's kind of smooth there. Ty, Ty, are you a beach guy? Big time beach guy. I mean, if like, like you know, some people are river people, lakes, beaches, I'm a lake mountains. More than a, you're a more beach of a guy. lake than a beach. I love the lake. See? There you go. I would say I'm probably I would lean mountains, lakes, beach. Yeah, for me, uh, in, in that or lake or river, I guess I would say. I think those are similar, but uh, similar but different. But then the uh, lake, river, but mountains would be one. If I could go, you know, skiing or but certainly just even in the summertime hiking, hiking in the mountains, hiking, and, yeah. Getting to the uh, fresh. Once again, I'm a hiker that needs a hotel at night. That's fine. Or cabin. With or some AC. Ca- with, yeah. uh, with, you know, you get up in the mountains, you really don't need air conditioning. No. It just, uh, uh, you know, we cool off and it's beautiful. But uh, Ty's a beach guy. Because well, this is good for you today, Ty, because the uh, day one of June is National Barefoot Day. National Barefoot Day. You said you spent an entire summer with no shoes on. Oh, he's, his oh something's on. wrong with his mic. Yeah. Uh, all right, so there we go. Uh, this says, E, I work in brand management and agree with you 100%. What's the advantage of going away from a unique and quality brand with billions in equity and trust to try to build a new one that's very generic and now unownable? Uh, I'm talking about HBO changing their name to Max. And uh, this guy says instead of it would be like ESPN, instead of just going to ESPN+, Plus, going to Super Sports or something new. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure why you would do that. Um, but, you know, HBO made that choice. I think it's a bad idea, but uh, we'll see. Because, I, 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 you know, I grew up, if you're my age, I'm 50, you grew up with HBO. I mean, HBO, when cable hit, HBO was where you saw movies and then the great TV shows that have come along through HBO. Uh, you just built that equity. You, you know, you spent the, the decades uh, doing so. And I think it, it, when you think HBO, you think, at least I do, you think quality, you think good television, good shows, good movies. Uh, and, you know, they, they've changed that and they're trying to rebrand it. That just seems... Like take a, a lot of work. Well, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You got the equity already built. Don't change it. Uh, you know, do some, you know, HBO Plus or whatever. You, you use that brand. But either way, that's not a conversation um, that's got a lot of legs on it. But uh, uh, we'll take your your summertime conversations: the beach, the lake, or the river. I like I go mountains. Also, the Dylan Mitchell return for the Texas Longhorns a big conversation this morning. Texas football and trying to look at the uh, weather in Coral Gables because, uh, by the way, we should tell you. Uh, David Pierce, the uh, Longhorn head coach, we will not visit with David this morning. Got a note late last night from uh, the SID at Texas. They had some travel challenges getting to uh, Coral Gables, and he didn't elaborate. But uh, uh, So we were not going to be able to speak with Coach this morning. Didn't think he'd be able to be up this morning. Uh, they got practice and trying to get things lined up. Uh, so no conversation with Coach Pierce. But we do have some sound to hear from him from a conversation he had earlier uh, this weekend. But I was looking at the forecast. The Longhorns are scheduled to play tomorrow at uh, 1 o'clock. But there's a 60% chance of rain each day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, 60%, and you know, Buck, in Florida and South Florida. Oh, they come in every day. You get those showers, and then they're gone. It seems to rain at some point every day Yes, in the, with the Gulf moisture and coming off the Atlantic and out of the Gulf. So, you know, it's one of those, you know, keep an eye on it. You generally get a nice hard shower, and then the sun comes up, and it is humid and nasty. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody said HBO boxing. Heck, yeah. HBO with the boxing? Absolutely. The oh, man. Iconic in my mind.
But, uh, yeah, so keep an eye on the weather. That's always going to be – and this is one of those – this is a Texas team that – you know, doesn't need weather delays in my mind. I mean, no, because you they need to just play. You, know, you get Lucas Gordon starting a game, and then you know, three innings in, here comes Mother Nature. And now, can you go back to Lucas, or do you have to get into your bullpen a lot earlier than you'd like to? Uh, that's for every team. They don't. Nobody wants weather delays. But the way this Texas team is right now in baseball, you would think. You know, let's just see if we can get get full nine innings. Let's go. And as you're thinking, the the humidity is tough here. After it rains oh. there, it is brutal. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So we'll we'll preview that series and. Uh, we'll get an update moving forward. That's tomorrow, one o'clock. NBA game one of the finals is tonight. You have any uh, early thoughts on how this would play out? Obviously, a lot of people discussing that if, if the Miami Heat are going to get a win in my in Denver, might be tonight. With so you the, get them while they've they've rested. And, yeah, nine and days not... off. Uh, and of course, the Heat just played a game seven a couple nights ago. Now they could be fatigued from that, or they could be in prime intensity, high level mode where the the Nuggets may have to ramp up to that. After sitting out for nearly ten days and, and waiting on this series, uh, but the Nuggets are the favorites. Obviously, as the one seed uh, with Miami. Where's your? Where's no, your gut I, on this I, one? I think the team that's. I think the advantage goes to the Nuggets in Game One. That rest, that that seven game series for the Heat. I mean, that's mentally and physically, you know, t- tiring. While Denver's sitting around rested, having shoot arounds and, you know, doing the things that they've been doing. They've been the best team in basketball this season. So I don't expect them to come off being rested as being sluggish, I think they'll be ready to go. Yeah, I mean, and my argument would be tonight you may use that play, that game seven intensity that you had to get to, that level you had to get to to beat the Celtics to get there, whereas you know over the course of nine days that, that intensity could wane a little bit. Uh, I think potentially the seven-game series that the Heat just had to play could show up later in the series. If you're, if you're Miami and you're Eric Spolster, can you get one? Uh, and and get a jump on this team, get a good start tonight, because uh, you, you know the other part of the that you have to factor in is as we did with the Lakers in any series in Denver, you got to factor in the the altitude uh, that the Heat are going to you know play a mile high. Yeah, they're a little tired. Yeah. That's a problem for I them, mean, and that's why a big start for them would be huge because Denver does have that advantage in fourth quarters of these games where they've got you know they live in that environment, they practice in that environment, they'll have the fresher legs and the the time off. Uh, so Miami and Denver, they still have uh, Denver as a six-point favorite tonight. So we will uh, get Ty's expert opinion on that coming up. But uh, you got to know it's Jimmy Butler. Um, you know has to, has to be there. But I think Bam Adebayo becomes the key figure. I think most people would agree with that. You know his matchup with Nikola Jokic is huge. Um, the two bigs down low, and they're similar players. I mean Jokic is a is a better player. I mean he's two-time MVP. He's a, the most skilled big maybe we've ever seen in the NBA. Uh, but Bam Adebayo, he's not that. He's not seven foot. He's a six eight guy, but very long, very oh, yeah. athletic. Can pass much like uh, like like Jokic does. Can distribute and um, rebound, block shots. He's probably a better shot blocker than than Jokic yeah, is. Yeah, and he's a much better. I mean, I'm not going to say he's a better ball handle handler, but he's a much better ball handler than you think he is. I mean, if you haven't seen a lot of him, when he you know when he goes down the lane, he's he's got his eyes all around. He can pass too. He really distributes the ball pretty well. He does, and but he's he's kind of up and down. That's the one thing that they need. They need Bam Adebayo to be good every game. I mean, we talked yeah, about that. Yeah, some of the fundamental stuff that he has to do is he can't let Jokic get to the offensive board and get those putbacks, and he can't get in foul trouble. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. And uh, that was a big factor in the Lakers series was those offensive boards, those second oh, yeah. chance opportunities with an offense as good as Denver. Denver has the most efficient offense in the league because they've got a you know point center who's a freak. And then really good offensive players around him, Jamal Murray and uh, you know Michael Porter Jr. Uh, they can really score. So yeah, Aaron Gordon, you got to keep him off the uh, off the glass as That's well. True. 
Uh, just, you know, Denver's such a well-built team. But I also think, you know, the um, the Miami Heat are a well-built team. I, I think we, we can re- disregard the eight-seed status and whatever they were in the regular season. In this postseason, they've been outstanding. And they've beaten really good teams. The two teams with the best records in the league. Uh, they went through Milwaukee and Boston. They beat to the Knicks, who were a quality basketball team. And uh, here they are. And they have the experience, right? They've been to the finals. Eric Spolstra, seven times since 2006. The Nuggets have never been to an NBA Finals. This will be their first ever game. You wonder if there's some you know, experience that yeah, shows up in this Yeah, they're playing with a hot hand tonight. right now. Yeah, and the hot hand against a, a team. And that becomes the question for the Nuggets. Is it rest or rust? Did the course, was there too much rest? I mean, you'd like to get rest four or five days, but nine days could lead to some rust where you got some shooting issues and maybe your legs aren't where they need to be. You know, practice as much as you want. You cannot simulate the intensity that comes with an NBA playoff game for 48 yeah, but, minutes. But after this rest, they can throw guy after guy at, at the Heat, and the Heat can figure out, you know what, we just got through, we won a nice seventh game. There's plenty of games to go in this series. I mean, do they have a, do they have a letdown because, he, you know, as you said, they either come back you know, and play like they did in Game 7, or they say, you know what, we got plenty of games to go. We're a little tired. Let's see what we got. All right, Game uh, 1 tonight of the NBA Finals uh, on your way. Uh, it is uh, B&E with you on, uh, on a buck-off Thursday. We're taking your buck-ons and buck-offs. Hit us at uh, 337. Uh, three seven, the, uh, uh, we got here, okay, Ty has texted me now because he can't talk to me. He says, the board is messed up. Y'all need to... Um, what do we do? We need to talk until you reset the board. Is that what you're telling me? He's calling in. The board is jacked. You can't go to break, is what you're saying. Oh, we got to keep talking. We have to continue to talk through the break because I can't, we can't have a break. <laughs> Just come in and talk to us. People will hear you. They know we're. we're so they Ty know is uh, in full panic through the glass right yeah. now. The board is apparently apparently frozen. You can go to, you can go to break. Thank okay. you. Okay. okay, we're okay. supposed to walk out. Yeah, okay, Okay, cool. so we have a Craigway report. You just heard the update. We can take a break. Yes. Uh, Ty needs to reset the board. It's a little inside radio, inside baseball behind the curtain. We'll get a timeout. Craigway will hit his report. We'll get back and get back to the uh, conversations of the morning on a buck-off Thursday. Also, some B&E facts of the day that you need to be aware of on this first day of June, 20 and 23. Glad you're with us. It's Bucky and Aaron. Buck off Thursday on B&E. That is right. Your day to let somebody have it who has earned it. From the sports realm, your realm, and a buck on as well. Pat on the back. It's all brought to you by the Austin Gamblers, Austin's professional bull riding team. Uh, you can see that new eight-part, eight-episode series on Prime Video, The Ride. Um, Austin, one of three teams in the uh, PBR uh, and the bull riding circuit that was uh, featured behind the scenes. It's, it's their version of the F1 show, Drive to Survive, or we've seen full swing on the PGA Tour, and uh, it is really, really well done. I was fortunate enough to see one episode uh, when we had that viewing over at the Alamo Draft House last week, and it is outstanding. Can't wait to dive in and go from Episode 1 through Episode 8, and this kind of follows the season. You'll learn a lot about these bull riders and their families and their lifestyle and some of the best athletes in the world. And much like we saw with F1, I think uh, the bull riding community thinks if you get behind the scenes, behind the curtain with this, you'll be you'll be hooked. Uh, you'll be into the uh, the adrenaline rush and the uh, thrill that is uh, professional bull riding. And remember, the Austin Gamblers have the greatest. I mean, you spend, you're talking about goats and Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. Austin has the best bull rider in the world, anchoring their team. Uh, Jose Vitor Lima, uh, Lemmy uh, is there. Lemmy is the uh, the number one bull rider. He's from Brazil, and he is featured pretty heavily in this series. 
and you get to see behind the scenes just how great he is, how he keeps his body in shape and those kind of things. So uh, good stuff. That's Prime Video, The Ride. And uh, your Austin Gamblers featured there. So check that out. And they bring you Buck Off Thursday. Hey, Buck, in a B&E Facts of the Day segment, is it a buck on or buck off for Monty Williams to go from the Phoenix Suns, where they were in the NBA Finals just a couple of years ago, and uh, he was the NBA's Coach of the Year. And then this year they made the playoffs and uh, lost to the team that likely going to win the NBA championship, the Denver Nuggets. He gets fired by a new owner there in Denver, and now he's landed uh, with the Detroit Pistons. That's a nice contract he's got for six years. Yeah, he, I don't know if he survive it, but... Yeah, he's agreed to the largest contract for a head coach in NBA history. Six years, $78.5 million to coach the Pistons. And I'm sure that's what he said. Look, this is a re- I mean, we know they had. I'm going to have to live here. From 2019 into 2020, the Pistons went 80 and 222. I mean, they, they have been a terrible franchise for a while now. He's trying to come in and resuscitate that and, uh, and rebuild it. Now, they, you know, they, they, along with the Rockets and the Spurs, had the best chance to win the lottery ball. They didn't get it. Go know the Spurs got the pick that will be Victor Wembanyama, uh, but so the Pistons have a top five draft pick. They've got you know Cade Cunningham, the young player out of Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. but a lot of work to do at Detroit. But at least your guy Monty Williams will be paid handsomely. Absolutely, paid handsomely for his his work there. With the that's you know how do you go from being fired to being the highest paid coach in the, Just like in the that. league? <laughs> now you're with a miserable and team, you, and you didn't end up in Philly. You're with a terrible team. Uh, you, so you got to swallow that, but I think there are 78 and a half million reasons to be happy about that. If you're my man, Monty Williams, so I think he's a really good coach. I think the uh, I think the Suns and their new owner Matt Ishbia is one he wants to put his stamp on that team. And sure, they know they have to maximize. They traded a lot to get Kevin Durant, to pair him with Devin Booker. They've got to figure out the DeAndre Ayton situation and what's going to happen with him. But uh, new coach will be rolling into Phoenix. So Nick Nurse to Philadelphia. The uh, in Monty Williams out, he lands in Detroit. Houston get gets Ime Udoka on the coaching carousel, and you wonder uh, the talk in Boston of what's going to happen with Joe Mazzula, uh, whether he's going to be retained or not to come back for a second year with the Boston Celtics after losing to the Miami Heat in the uh, in the playoffs. Now think think about the uh, on a buck on and buck off Thursday, the, the pink slips that were handed out by the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat beat Milwaukee, and they fired Mike Budenholzer, their coach. You're right, out. That's right. See you're gone. They then beat the Knicks, and the Knicks fired their general manager. You're gone. Get out of here. And now they beat the Celtics. So you wonder if Joe Mazzula uh, could be could be uh, moving on. Obviously, Doc Rivers got fired in in Philadelphia Doc's after looking. they lost to Boston. So Doc is looking for work. So we'll keep an eye on the coaching carol. So Monty Williams lands comfortably, comfortably, very comfortably. Also on the uh, B&E fact of the day side, Austin FC. Austin FC, man, they're playing a busy stretch of uh, soccer. Uh, we know through through um, you know April, May, and into June. Now they played again last night, Q2 Stadium. They got a big win, uh, beat Minnesota United two to one. Sebastian Driussi, this is the fact in the buck on that's huge for that team to get Sebastian Driussi, their highest paid and best player back. He'd been out with a growing injury. Uh, they wondered how quickly he could get back on the pitch, and it was last night. They waited until the 62nd minute to put him in the game, and he won won the game. Made the game-winning goal in the 82nd minute. Uh, the goaltender Brad Stuver was huge last night. So the overall record is not, you know, gaudy. It's five, six, and four. Um, but remember, they went that eight-game stretch, eight-match stretch, where they didn't win a match. Yeah, they and, they need some wins in June. They do. Uh, but to get the the though know, they lost in Houston on Saturday night, 
lost a two-to-one match, but they've got these two home wins that they put on the board and, and taken three points. Uh, they're right there. They're they're six. They're tied for six in the Western Conference. So they're they right now. They're technically would be in the playoffs, but the playoffs don't start till the fall. And they haven't won the state, have they? They haven't. No. They haven't beat Houston or Dallas. No, right? they have not. Not this year. Uh, but the hope is in a long, long soccer season that uh, the return of Drewsi, the return of their defenseman, um, you know, on the on the back end. And if they keep the stellar play, and you expect that from uh, Stuver, you expect him to play. And you know, Josh Wolf has taken a lot of heat for the slow start for this team, their performance in the U.S. Open Cup. They're, um, you know, they're playing that in the in the international play early. Then they they struggled there. It's just been not a real pretty season so far. But uh, there's still a long way to go. And a win like last night, and the win they had a previous at Lee at home can can kind of jumpstart things for them. But they're you know a lot a lot of soccer to play, so big win for them out of Q two. We'll take your thoughts, and I'm sure we'll get the hashtag Fire Josh Wolf tweet, text this morning. And tweets. Uh, we'll see if we get those. Uh, also, uh, uh, looking forward to that. We also got our Texas kickoff times yesterday. We'll talk about that coming up. Longhorn football, uh, three kick times, and already getting plenty of buck offs for the two thirty September second Saturday kick time. That will be hot. Uh, somebody texted a weather person and said, hey, you know, we're expecting a La Nina, La Nina this year, which maybe uh, could be rainy and cooler for September 2nd, but we can only hope for you season ticket holders because that's going to be football hot. season. You're going. You'll go. You'll go. But it's uh, it's it, 105. You'll be there. You'll be there. 11-2. It'll be, it'll be hot, man. I mean, you just know that's going to happen. And obviously Texas doesn't control that. That's a – you know, that that rice game, if you know, Fox picked it up, and then Fox gets to determine what the uh, what the the kick time is. Sure. So they're making it at two thirty in the afternoon kick on Fox TV, and um, will be hot. The others announced though have been night games. So you've got the uh, six thirty game with uh, ABC. How about that ABC picking up the uh, Texas Tech game at the end of the year? Wyoming like that uh, coming in. The Cowboys talking about a team that's going to melt coming from oh, Laramie, man. Wyoming to Texas uh, in the middle of September. Uh, they're they're going to be happy that they made that a seven o'clock kick game on, on that's one of the LHN games Longhorn Network games for the season with the Wyoming Cowboys. So your first three are two thirty, six o'clock at Alabama, seven o'clock with Wyoming ahead of conference play kicking off the following week. So uh, they're the Longhorns. Ninety two days out, ninety two days out. Yeah, and I've got to believe season. that that game in Oklahoma will stay. That's not going to change. Hadn't changed in years. Yeah, I expect that to be an eleven o'clock kick. That'll be the national game. Uh, on whichever network has it this year, I think it's, I think is it ABC? No, it's 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 a Fox game, uh, but they'll make that the big noon kick. And sure, we'll, we'll get that going. But uh, football season cannot get here soon enough. How are we doing in there, Ty? We got uh, Ty is still not able to speak to us. Uh, our man, our engineer Dave is gonna have to come up and reset our board. It's kind of weird. Like Ty can't do anything, and we can't talk during the break. Yeah, because you know you we can't have live our, mics. We can't have our normal. We can't have our normal discussions in here during the break. What hot is it Mike. we normally discuss during the break? Hot Mike, hot Mike. We can't be talking about uh, Natalia. Off to, oh, <laughs> the Natalia things. Oh no! Because on a fact of the day, Buck off Thursday. Bucky did watch the final of the. And it seems, seems like it's making made you sad. It made me very sad. I just I hate to see people that were had good intentions just all of a sudden turn into idiots. I mean, just they just lost the whole family's lost it, and they'll be affected for the rest of their lives because they were their intentions were good originally. And then it adopting tur- a, a child from the yeah. Ukraine that's got, uh, you know, you know, dwarfism and issues, and uh, sure. trying to do right by her, and uh, you know, bring her into a loving family was the in- initial intention with Natalia. The curious case of Natalia Ro- but Rose. A, but as this goes through, you're going to find out that this family wasn't all that loving. It, it hadn't. It, it had to be screwed up before she actually got there. 
there were things, there were issues. The family had issues before. The mom had serious issues. The dad is abused by the, I don't, I don't want to give it away, but it's just really, it's weird. It's, it's just that they had issues before that, that person got there. Because I don't know whether it's a child or an adult or whatever. I think we can agree it's not a child. It's not a child any longer. But when they originally got, I mean, it's just the, the dynamics of what was happening before she got there. She probably should have never got there. E. That was the deal. When it when it's all said and done, when you when you get through with it, you'll say she never should have she never should have came there. No matter what her life was like, it's it's hell and it's made it hell for everybody that's involved. But I don't know. It's it just was very sad to watch that in the end. We'll come back. Those are your B and E facts of the day. You were taking your buck off. Like it was very off. sad for the Lion King lady. You know the poor woman that everybody accused of murdering her husband. The Lion King. Carol. Carol. Oh. Bat, the Tiger Baskins. King. Yeah, the Tiger King. I'm just felt, you know. All this animosity towards her, the wonderful woman that she was. We'll be back. Lovely lady. Getting to the top of the hour. Ty Ty can't play our outro music because he can't play anything off the board. He's kind of hamstrung in there, but we'll roll on. Buck on to him for powering through. She's got got some load management going on right now. We'll be back. Be it on the